Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Ifrit. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Ifrit. We're the unhallowed reviewers. And, um, I got, there's a really big piece of news here. Well, it's excited, big for but... us, right? Because we're excited about this. I don't know yes. how the rest of the world feels, but we've basically been waiting for this movie for what feels like in five years now. It does. It does. It feels like forever. Super Deep is coming to Shudder uh, on Friday. And uh, just wait. to be clear, Sickle never no, wait, uses Thursday. full exclamation marks in his stuff. And he, oh, and exclamation marks and capital letters. And the note we have here is Super Deep. Premieres on Shutter June 17th. And then there's like a shitload of exclamation marks. So I think somebody is at least excited for this, including me. Oh, I'm a little bit. Just a little bit excited. <laughs> yeah, actually, it looks like it's Thursday, I guess. I just assumed it was Friday. Um, but yeah, 17th. So Thursday. by the time you hear this podcast, it'll have been out a week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you should still enjoy it. I, I, uh, I shouldn't have, but I glanced... At a review of it, um, on the same site that we found the uh, information, it didn't. It did not get a good review, but I'm oh, still no. excited. You got to stop doing I'm gonna that. give it a chance. <laughs> it's it's not up to them. It's up to me on whether or not it's good. Fair enough. All right, I want to skip trailers today. Uh, I, we're excited. Reason we're excited about Super Deep is because it, it's it's like I don't know. To me, it comes off as a film that's basically based on a like no sleep creepypasta real story kind of thing you know um and that's awesome i think that needs to happen way way more often than it does and there's just so much good source material and all these like these like urban legend new age urban legends is what i'll call them i know stuff that's on reddit stuff that's written by people who write horror and on the internet a lot and they're combined with like real events it's kind of like lost tapes feel where you have like someone who's like writing this really cool version of something that is unknown, right? Yeah, what was that one that you really liked that was on Amazon Prime, I think? Ted the Caver? A... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not a good movie, by the way, but the story, the, the fact, it's it's like, it's very, it's like even like a C movie. It's not even a B movie. It's just like not well done. It, the shoot, the, the filming isn't very good, but the movie itself does a very great job of telling the Ted the Caver story. You know, like, and the Ted the Caver story is like one of the very first, like, long-running creepypasta slash no-sleep stories and it's creepy as shit man like it's 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 great like uh i don't know it's one of those ones that if you haven't listened to or heard or read you should go back and check it out and check out the movie you probably won't like it but i i thought it was enjoyable because again it was based on source material i really liked and for me that's a real big winner like i have trouble disliking the spider-man movies because i like spider-man you know so (laughs) Alright, do you want to say anything else about Super Deep, or are you just like, shock, and shock and awe? I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just ready for it to happen, and I hope that it's not a disappointment. Um, it's been, like, I feel like every, I don't know, three years or so, we get um, somebody claiming to make a, th- a movie that's like the thing, and there still has not been anything even close. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with close. But there hasn't even been, like, it's it hasn't even been close. Like, as much as I want to love, um, oh, shoot, Harbinger Down, 
Um, I I just I have such a hard time with that one. Like it it, it was like it, like the acting and writing was so bad that it was distracting. Like they almost should have just had no one talk. <laughs> I, and, and I don't know. It, like and there was too much focus on it. Like I thought it was going to be more about and like Sea Fever didn't do it features. either. Like Sea Fever, nope. I was hoping would be like kind of a weird mix between the non-action movie parts of Deep Rising and the thing, but it was just a really boring movie. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, the only thing that was come close to something that was good, like, I don't even want to say that. A good take <laughs> on a new sci-fi horror movie was, I think, Underwater. I'm just going to go out and say that. Like, oh, no, I loved Underwater. No, that's what I mean. That's It was good. Like, yeah. It was a good sci-fi. Yeah, I, no, I just mean, like, yeah. I don't think you should be hesitant about that. Oh, okay. I think I think you should stand on it. Like, that That one, like, I, I watched it again the other day. I, I love that movie. I thought it was so well made, and, like, I, I, I'm still not, I feel like Robert Pattinson has done a better job of coming out of the Twilight realm and making you forget that that's what he was in than Chris, than Kristen Stewart. Like, I, I do think that Kristen Stewart personally for me has struggled to break from that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he, and, and I don't think that this role was like all of a sudden just redefining to her career or anything, but I, I, I don't know. I love that movie. Like she doesn't bother me at all. Like she's, I don't think she's annoying she or pretty good a in, the Charlie's, in the Charlie's angels movie too. The new one, even though that one was like oh, universally yeah. panned, it was, she was pretty good in that, I think, but you're right. Like, yeah, she did great in that movie. And and I just like, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth talking about it again. Like that, like I've never seen, I've never seen a suit as well designed and built than in that movie, mm-hmm. in any movie ever made, it has the best suit design, and I know that sounds really stupid to latch onto that, but it, they did such a good job with it. It's amazing, and I feel like if anybody ever m- ended up making a StarCraft movie, that they should base the Terran suit design off of underwater. And can like, we just talk about? Go take it from that. How well that movie took tropes from other sci-fi horror movies and kind of made it its own thing, and didn't make it feel trite. And didn't make it feel like every other movie that's just kind of taking a, th- a theme or a, a, a schema or a motif and then grinding it into the ground with its overuse. Like, there's the funny guy, there's the captain who reluctantly has to sacrifice himself, there's the main character, there's, like, the love interests. They're all there, but there's it's not so, like, in your face, like, punching you in the face about it, right? It's done in such a way that it's, like... It's not the focus point, but it's still a movie that's fundamentally the same as almost any sci-fi movie. You know, like Alien Covenant had the had Danny McBride in it, and he's probably the funny guy. I haven't seen it, and then there's probably love interest, and there's probably a captain who reluctantly sacrifices himself, and then there's the main character. Like that is a sci-fi trope, but I didn't feel like it was an annoying part of Underwater. Yeah, and I feel like uh, there there have been a couple of sci-fi movies recently that have done this. Um, Life. Um, which no, that's I exactly don't like as much as of, yeah. underwater. Yeah, I don't like it as much as underwater, but something that I found really refreshing about life that underwater does too is that there's not. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm speaking hyperbolically here, but I've, there's not a single moment in either one of those movies where the characters are selfish and just like bickering with each other. Like every, even when somebody says something frustrating or somebody says something that somebody else disagrees with, they just bring up the counterpoint. They're just like, oh, oh, well, maybe we should consider this. And like, nobody just starts yelling at each other. And I love that about both those movies. They're like, they're like, it's like, they're actually treating it like 
the human beings that would be down there. Like, you don't send oh. somebody who's just going to snap at nothing, like the pressure oh, of a situation. Okay. You don't send them down there. You don't send these people into space to look at a Martian organism who can't handle the the psychological load of that. Although I will and, say that takes a lot of the like uh, uh a lot of the tension out of the movie. I don't care. Like I don't care that people aren't fighting to increase tension because that's like that's like a cop out. It's almost like a cop out, right? Like yep. you're just basically yeah. saying like, "Oh, I don't have enough to make this movie tense enough or interesting enough or horror enough, so I'm going to have the human element be the the thing that causes all the problems." Like, it makes it a stronger movie when you don't have to rely on that, but it can happen naturally without it being, like, a focal point of, like, why someone might die or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead, they build it, uh, again, life less so, but underwater, like, it builds the tension in you caring about the characters. Like, and I care about the characters because they're not being jerks to each other. Like, that's part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I, I care about them because they care about each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's obvious that they're not, they're putting each other's lives ahead of their own. They're a team. And, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and like even like the, there's the the couple in underwater, and you're like, oh dang it, I really want them to make it because like there's just a, a genuine care for each other, mm -hmm. and neither of them turn on each other or bicker with each other. And I don't know, I I thought underwater was great, and it, I think you're right that that's that is probably one of the better examples of something that I mean it's in the sci-fi horror category. Um, that that I mean like that's been good lately. That I, I just I just miss a good monster movie, mm -hmm. a good alien or monster movie that's just a really well-made claustrophobic horror movie, and that one's probably as close as we've gotten since some of the classics. Yeah, I want to skip forward a little bit here. I know that we usually do trailers next, but we've both seen The Conjuring Three yet have not talked about it. So I want to jump forward <laughs> and see talk about The Conjuring Three uh, because I have feelings. And I'm sure that you might have feelings too, because this is the tri the, the third of the trilogy. Um, the second one I thought was really strong. The first one is classic. Second one has probably the most scary stuff in it, I think. And it's the most kind of like um, interesting story-wise, and it builds characters yep. and things like that. It's kind of like Empire Strikes Back of the Conjuring movies. I mean, it, it is supposed to be, but it, it does do a lot of yeah. the same things. I really felt I like that's a great way to put it. the third one was weak. Like, it's probably my least favorite out of all of them. And I didn't really think that, I thought there was, yeah, it was my least favorite out of all three. How did you feel? I definitely felt the same way. Okay. I thought, um, I, I think that like when you kind of look back at, I think your, the Star Wars analogy was great of the original trilogy. Um, that kind of like, I was kind of hoping to expect to look back on this trilogy, the Conjuring trilogy, and think of it the same way that I do the Star Wars trilogy. Like A New Hope is, is like the one that started it all, but it's probably the one I would least go back to visit of the original trilogy. Like mm -hmm. if I'm, I, I mean, just being honest and I know this will upset a lot of star Wars fans, but if there's a star Wars movie from the original trilogy that I want to just occasionally plug in and just be like, I just want to watch this. Have it on in the background. It's return of the Jedi. That's like, me too. <laughs> that's the one that's fun for me. Yeah. Uh, and like, and, and then when you look back on it, empire strikes back is the one that's like, if you're trying to look at a film objectively, like this, the way that it was built and the, the epicness of, of the plot and, and all that, that that's the one that it you would go to. It has the most character development. Like, it's got a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, like, it, there's this, but there's this legitimacy to, like, all three of them. Like, you watch Return of the Jedi for just the pure fun of it. A New Hope started it all, and it's, and it's good in its own right. And then Empire Strikes Back is, like, the instant movie classic that, like, even people that don't like Star Wars are like, that's a good movie. Um, and then, like, The Conjuring, I was hoping that it would be the same thing. Like, 
the first one started at all, although I do think it is a quality film. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think the first one is good. I still like the and second it helps one more, start though, this... but yeah, I agree with you. Oh, me too, yeah. I love the second one. The second one's my... F- is still my favorite. Um, and I was really hoping that the third one would just be like, let's just go balls to the wall on the scares and, like, you know, like, just, like, let's find a way to just make this even more intense and, and everything. And it ended up being way less that. Yeah, we're gonna um, talk about this in spoilers, so, um... If you haven't watched it yet, uh, shove yes. off. I because, think that's the only way to. Yeah, because you really have to talk about this one, and I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say that the antagonist in this one is not a demon or a ghost; it's a witch, which is a cool idea, by the way. Like, not gonna shit on that at all because I think that that's an interesting way to take it. However, spoilers inbound, so keep with it. I think that the <laughs> witch aspect was like simultaneously the most had the most potential and was the weakest part like and the whole movie was super duper cliche to me there was so (laughs) many pieces of this film and look this is coming from a guy who like who the only movie i haven't really liked in the last few years was with that beast mode movie that was just terribly shitty like i (laughs) i liked i like a lot of bad movies like i'm a fan of bad movies but you got to really try hard. And then this movie, I don't, I tried to view it in like, not a way of like that. Like I wasn't trying to view it as a bad movie because the like, hundred movies are great. And so this movie felt super cliche all the time. There was very, and I hate to say this cause normally I don't notice this stuff, but there was really easy to guess plot points. There was like really dumb stuff that the characters interacting with each other said very cliche, trite ideas. I don't know. It just felt really boring and th- there were some cool parts in it, but I feel like they might have focused on the Warrens too much. Yeah, did, th- this is hilarious. Did you read my review? Because no. like you nailed my. <laughs> I you, like, never nailed read exactly your how I feel. <laughs> you nailed exactly how I feel. I felt about the uh, the witch part. Like I was like, they bring this cultist lady as the main and it's so antagonist, cool and I was because like, like the that's reason a great she's idea. a cultist is because her like adopted father is like the church's main like exorcist or exorcism cult guy. Right. And like she had, she found the, he found her at a, like a cult and started raising her, but she was around all these like, you know, arcane artifacts. And there's like these synergies drawn between what the Warrens were doing and what this girl was doing with their kid. Right. Like they have to be careful or else their kid could grow up and turn into something terrible too. But then they just like, bleh. Uh, Yeah. And, And I feel like they were, they, I feel like they just couldn't pick a, an avenue to take. Like, so like the, they didn't. They decided to break away from the like dark evil entity route, and even though there is a dark evil entity, it's. It, it, I I feel like it was again like they just couldn't pick the right the right avenue. So like it was too secondary because the witch cultist to me wasn't sinister enough. Like mm-hmm. she didn't feel to me like she was there was any but there was really much at much at stake with her. For some reason, there was something about her that just didn't establish that, and I felt like it was probably because the entity that she's been summoning didn't didn't show its force enough. Like Dude, it I just seemed like it was just there I don't even floating remember around. what the ghost was or like what the entity was. I remember the witch, but I don't remember anything else about that movie, this entity or anything they, like that. Right? Like they don't they don't deal with it. They don't really deal with it. The only other the only other thing that they really had that was recurring was the fat decomposing guy in the morgue like that was the only like re- recurring 
entity of sorts, but it really wasn't. It just was like, oh, we've done this in the other movies. We've repeated some type of scare, so we got to do that. I was like, this feels so stupid. Like, I just, like, when it repeated. Like, I thought the morgue scene was really cool. But, and, like, and that was the other, that was the other part was, like, the avenue of the morgue scene when she sees the cultist lady for the first time, right? Like, they see each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. Is this going to turn into, like, a rival movie? Because that would be so awesome if it turned into a fight between Lorraine Warren and this cultist lady. Right? Like, that, like, that would be really kind cool of direction. Goes and that then they didn't way, do that. But it doesn't, like, do it right. Because they it definitely... Doesn't. I would say that that last part's not really correct. They do a showdown. There is a showdown. But it's not a showdown in the way that you would... It's, like... This was the stupidest thing ever, too, because it. This whole Warren thing is like based off of. They always are involved in these kind of hyper real events, right? They're like kind of like these, like the thing that was in Britain, like actually is based off of a true story. And I mean, their whole life is, but like they're involved in these gigantic things that people know about, right? Like people could know about these events that are these movies are based on without knowing who the Warrens were, like I did. Like. You know, they could know about them without knowing the warrants. And the idea that... Oh, man, now I totally forgot what I was going to say. No, okay. So the idea that they just, like, kind of cop out and go to, like, an Amityville horror-type situation at the end where the witch basically takes over, like, Ed Warren and makes makes him fight his wife. I was like, what the what? Like, what is this? Like, why is it always, like, why does this movie that's constantly been about horror and entities and crazy stuff have to come down to a fight between three people? Three people it, it, are yeah, fighting each it's, other. It's down, like, it, that part really bothered me, too. Like, I, I was really, like, the, fil- the film to me felt like it was building up to this moment of him being incapacitated or something because of all the heart pills and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I was expecting him at some point to be, like, out of commission, and then it's just Lorraine against this lady. Right. Like, I thought that was going to be awesome. This like epic battle of these two people that um, are deep into the occult. And so they both have these like um, we- these weapons, these effigies that they can use. And, and, and I just I was I was looking forward to that. And I thought that's where it was going. And then it didn't like it just didn't culminate into that. It was just like, I'm going to make him break the table, the altar. And then it's over. Like, I was just like, this is. Yeah, again, it goes uh, back to that whole trade cliche thing. Like. It wasn't very interesting because it was like nothing new, and I feel like that sucks because I don't like I don't know if they're gonna make another one. They probably will if they have any more stories. But if that's what we're leaning into now is like the kind of like bottom of the barrel stuff for the Warrens, maybe we should stop following the Warrens. Like, <laughs> is that sacrilege to say? But you know, maybe we don't do it. <laughs> no, I mean, you've built the you've built the universe enough now that like. Just let it be on its own thing. Like, it doesn't have to... I mean, you know, if you need to, just have them, like, you know, giving a tour of their little room. And then they're just like, check this one out. You know, the story behind this one. And then it just cuts to the movie. Like, then we don't need to deal with them anymore. I don't know. I mean, if, like you said, like, if this is where it's headed... No, then no. things may not be working out. Like and it, it's, so, it, like it's, the second one just nailed it on because it didn't like break away from the the Warrens too much. Like there's that scene where he's like singing to the kids, and like that movie's been so intense up to that point that you're like, dang, I kind of needed this break and this kind of reminder that these are like in, in the movies. We're not talking about the real people here. Um, in the movie, like you know, these are two like genuinely warm people that are like trying to care for these people. Like it's just like a nice. Were they little not break in real life? Were they like terrible in real life? 
that I've it's I don't know all of the details um uh, of their story of like what's legitimate what isn't uh what's been proven that they faked it on purpose that that's I feel like but um I feel like that gets mentioned a lot but I've just read comments throughout and like there are some people that are like hardcore like these people have ruined lives and like they're terrible human beings and they oh, okay. all they've done is benefit from the uh the like the downfall and struggles of other people and i'm like oh my like that's really intense and i don't know where they're pulling their information from you never know because they're comments sure, sure. um i didn't dive too far into it just because um i'd rather not like taint the fictional Separate version the art from that... the artists in a weird way that we've yeah. never had to do before i get you <laughs> Yeah, and, and like I appreciate, like it's I kind of looking at it as you know I'm enjoying Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga being together. Like it's like why I like, like and I just watch <laughs> The Greatest Showman and still hate Barnum and Bailey. Like I understand those two things are different. I understand I probably shouldn't like you know like glorify Barnum and Bailey, but like I also really like the music in that movie. So like you know sue me, I guess. I think that's a pretty good example because I feel like very few people bring that up with that movie. They just talk about how amazing it is and how everybody wants to have sex with Hugh Jackman. And That's true. And that, Zach Efron. Like, that's not a joke. That's real. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? So <laughs> I Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're telling me if Hugh Jackman was naked in front of me that I wouldn't be... I mean, like, come on. This is getting a little, Jackman... a little movie 43 for me, but I'm into it, so... <laughs> All right, right. Uh, suffice to I mean, say that I've got a list, man. Yeah, okay, I've got a list. You have a, you have a whole pass list. So suffice it to say that you should watch The Conjuring before it's gone, if it's not already gone, when this comes out, uh, if you like those movies. But be prepared for something that's not as good as the other two. I think. But if you like it, I think it's still worth a watch. It's not a waste of time. It's just that they. No, no, no. I feel like it's just it's just in comparison to the other ones. Yeah, and I probably yeah. would watch it again. You know. And I watched all the other ones before we watched the third one. So, like, I don't... It's not it's not terrible. Like, it's... We're not talking, like, terrible movie. We're just being critical of it because it had a lot to live up to. Yeah. And it's got... it. There was better... Or, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't even put it at the bottom of the barrel of the Conjuring Universe movies. I think The Nun... The nun yeah. Off the top of my head, The Nun is the bottom. And then one of the Annabelles... Which I remember sucks because... Not that, caring Because for. watching the second one, uh, Valak is, like the coolest thing legit yeah. oh valak is legit and it, oh, i love the way that they built that second movie mm -hmm. oh like using the the spirit of the house um that couldn't move on that was like stuck in limbo of that house and then like the demon uses that as this like front and i like i don't know i thought that was i love that movie i the second one was so good yeah and okay, so let's move on to the train. We have four trailers to talk about right now. I don't want to talk about any of the reviews because we could spend a whole podcast on those. Maybe we should start two from now on. But anyway, there's four trailers <laughs> that that uh, Sickle put on here. Um, one of which is a trailer that I've literally been asking for the last few podcasts because Demonic hasn't had a trailer yet, and now we have it. And I'm all in on this movie, man. Like, I was concerned that sci-fi horror possession stuff wasn't going to work, but. This trailer has convinced me that I have been wrong. I'm wrong. Because I'm excited. Um, it doesn't look anything like the shittiness of Chappie. Um, it doesn't look anything like any of those movies, to be honest. It, it doesn't. Looks like a totally it, it different, looks completely like, different. Like, you know, um, Oak House movie. Like, or, or what is it called? The Oak? Uh, his, his other ones? Um, 
Oh, Oat Studios. Oat Studios yeah. movie. So I'm, you yes. watch this trailer. Uh, it's great. Like, I'm excited and I love the things I've seen and it looks creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really brought horror into his, like, feature films. And in Oat Studios, like, almost every single one of them has some pretty hefty horror elements to yeah. it. And that's like the like you said, that's the best stuff that we've seen of his basically since District Nine. Maybe at least if you like that one, I I, I like it, but I, it was I don't cool. love it. Yeah, I, I yeah I thought um, I mean District Nine is def, is you know Head and Shoulders is best movie, and it probably still even though it's not horror at all, it has the most like horror in the sense of like gore and violence, like it goes off that, yeah. over the top. Um, and this like it just seems like that's kind of his wheelhouse, and maybe he's like. Maybe this is really what I'm good at, and I should be willing to take that darker turn. Like instead of trying to keep my stuff light, what happens if I kind of just embrace that the darkness and the macabre and the and the visceral of the nature of of my of my visions uh, of my vision and, and just like embrace that? And it seems like maybe that's where he's headed with demonic, and that'd be really exciting. I, I was trying to think of I, I kind of link his career with um, M Night Shyamalan's. I think that that's kind of a good comparison because. Yeah. Like M Night Shyamalan had his big hit, and then his, for a lot of people, his movies just kind of got worse and worse and worse until it was just like the bottom of the barrel of of like filmmaking, not just his movies, just like people hated him. And like, Sixth Sense and the- is horror, but it it's not as horror as uh like the uh, the visit, right? Like we're talking about more things that are just based in spirituality, less of horror because. Yeah, yeah, the kid's talking to dead people, but it's, like, not... That's a vehicle for the the growth of the character and, like, the discoveries and the twists and stuff. It's not very... It's, I don't remember if it was scary or not, honestly. I don't think I remember being that scary, but who knows? Maybe it was. Yeah, that was actually... Um, the, the, you mentioning the visit was where I was going with that, was that, like, when he kind of just embraced what the parts that people really enjoy about his movies, he made one that was legit good yeah again, the visit you know when he's great yeah and so like it, it, like I, i'm hoping that's what blomkamp is doing here because i think he has a lot of talent and it hasn't come to fruition in, in the storytelling of his last especially his last movie and maybe this is his, him kind of like embracing the parts that he does really well mm-hmm. and I, you know i'm hoping for it and I'm excited. I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. All right, the next one we got is called Vampire. It's a Romanian vampire movie, and uh, this is. I feel like this movie is either going to be like really good, like Bloodthirsty was, or it's going to be just too artsy for me to understand. And I hope it breaks out of its own, uh, like, because these movies have a tendency. These movies. I don't know why I'm saying that. Movies with trailers like this have mm-hmm. a tendency to come off as super artsy. And not have a lot of like just straight up good horror, but this movie has some scenes that make me think that it's like not just artsy stuff, like, it, and it's not just this dude thinking he's turning into like a vampire. Like, there's some scenes in it where you're like, okay, that is definitely a dude who just fed off of somebody and his eyes are completely black. Like, <laughs> so I'm hoping it's more leans yeah. into the guy in Romanian vampire movie and not just like mythos that doesn't deliver. Yeah, the plot is really hard. To, I mean, it's hard to grasp like the the intricacies of the plot from the trailer. It, it, like he goes and visits some family, I guess, in Romania or something, and like it, it appears that most of it's in English. It looks like, yeah. um, and but like it's almost like it's a 
cult of vampires. I mean, cult's probably not the right word, but it's this, like, group of vampires. And it's almost like he's being brought into the fold, but through, like, some kind of, like, several-day ritual. Yeah, kind of. Almost. Yeah. Like, it's not like they just bite him right off the bat. It, at least it, it just doesn't seem like he's just all of a sudden a vampire and he's dealing with it. It's, like, almost like there's this process that they take, but it's, like, ritualistic. And it's he's not bitten right away, and it's it's this thing that they take him through. Is he worthy? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell, but it does look different in that way where it's it's they're they're almost treating their vampirism as like a religion. Almost. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a dark song that. in terms of like its build. Hopefully, where like it builds yeah. a little bit slow. Just why I said blood bloodthirsty, right? Because that movie builds a little bit slowly, yeah. and at the end you're like, oh, that was cool. Like that was a good movie. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So the next one we have is called the Changed. I'm not excited about this one because I've read better stories than what this movie promises to be, but I'd like to hear why you're excited about it. Suffice it to say, it's about aliens coming down to Earth, t- changing certain people in the world, and then, like, basically it's like, uh, you know, the Borg Collective assimilator die type of thing, and these people are being, like, it's like the Purge meets aliens. These people are in their house trying to survive this, like, onslaught of people who've been changed by these aliens, and I don't know. It seems like the Purge meets an alien movie, but I've seen it done better. Go ahead, go. Yeah, it reminds it. It reminds me of um, um. Uh oh, Contagion is stuck in my head, but it's not Contagion. Uh, there have been several ripoffs of the Body Snatchers uh, franchise of films or the well, Invitation franchise. Is no, the wait. Right word. that's not right. Oh, that's that's close. That's close. Oh. Your people, the people. I- invasion. Oh, okay. It's just invasion. Okay. Yeah, the invasion. You're right. Thank you. No, that helped though. So, <laughs> um, and I, I can't remember who who it is that's in the lead role. I get those uh, particular actresses mixed up. It's not Nicole Kidman. I don't think it's Tia Leone. Maybe. Ah, uh, shoot. Well, anyways, they that movie like it's very the alien element is very subtle. Like it's just people are acting different mm-hmm. and. This one looks, it's exactly like that. It's just people are acting differently, like, come join us. And it's not awesome alien carnage like the faculty, which. Oh, man. Is How is that movie still so of... good to this day? Oh, so good. I love that movie. I actually uh, introduced the faculty to somebody who loves horror movies and they never watched it. Oh, sad, um, sad soul. It came out, that movie came out around the time of disturbing behavior, I think. And. Because uh, those are both late 90s movies, and they kind of just associated the two together, and they saw Disturbing Behavior, and they're like, this movie's terrible, it's all, like, teen angsty, and, like... You're talking about, and, and, like, like, the movie with Sarah Michelle Gellar? The, uh, that one's with, um... <sighs> Katie Holmes. Oh, okay. Katie Holmes was uh. the was the main one in that one. And uh, uh, I can't remember who the the actor was that was in it, but... Um, it, it was... It's not a great movie. Like, it's it's crazy campy. And not uh, not great, but the like they kind of compared the two, or like just associated the two, and they thought that the other, that the faculty was like that. I was like, no, you need to watch the faculty. It's kind of campy too, but it's on a whole other level, and it's just so much fun. And they watched it, and they loved it. So for whatever reason, you're one of those people that didn't go and see the faculty, and you like alien movies and just having a good time. It's fantastic. Yeah, go watch it. Go buy it. Spend money on it. It's that good. That's so good. All right. I love that movie. We're done for the day. We've t- we've ran out of time. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know how you feel about all of our topics. What was the best like sci-fi horror movie that you've seen in the last X amount of time? Do you, Are you excited for Super Deep? What do you think about The Conjuring 3? 
one of our trailers, you know, let us know. Talk to us. Oh, and I didn't actually, I didn't actually say how I felt about the, the change or whatever. Uh, so, I, I mean, I guess what I'm going to say is that I, I actually am not excited about it. And you should go see the faculty yeah. if you haven't seen that. I mean, that was very clear from what you were saying, but I'm glad that you, oh, okay, good. That you came back around on it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to clarify. Don't, don't watch Like, the change doesn't look good. Go watch the faculty. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Again. Like, comment, subscribe. We'll see you later. See ya.